Get together games, get the get together games where we like to get together and nerd out. Get together games, get the get together games where we like to get together and nerd out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Get Together Games, where we like to get together and talk about the latest and greatest news in the video game community. This is like take 8,000. I'm trying to figure out some problems I'm having, but hopefully we're getting it all together this time. Uh, 8,000th time is the charm, as I like to say. Uh, as always, my, I'm your host, Josh Saracola. You can usually catch this show every Monday and Wednesday at 11 a.m. when things are running properly. Uh, this is uh, trial and error is the only way I can try to fix these things, being a one-man team and a one-man show and everything. <laughs> Thank you, Taddy Dragon. Uh, yes, there is sound. <laughs> um, trying to get everything together today in the news. We're going to be talking about Anthem boycotts, Fortnite divorces, Google's GDC teaser, and the Division 2 as compared. It's uh, this launch. If you bought the Gold Edition, you can actually play right now. But if not, it'll launch on Friday for everyone else. But we're going to compare that launch to Anthem's horrible, horrible launch. But... Without further ado, I'm going to get into the video game release list, all the games that have come out since the last time. We've got two games, actually, that have released today, and that's it. It's Baba Is You on the Nintendo Switch and the Ark Slinger on PlayStation 4. Uh, we're going to check out a Baba Is You trailer. Hopefully all will work well. Again, this is for Nintendo Switch. got awesome art style. It's a little puzzle game. Not sure about the price, but if it's fairly cheap enough, I will be grabbing this myself. Took me a second to figure out what all you're supposed to be doing, but it, like it says, rock is pushed, so you push the rock. Baba is you. Rock is you, so you're now the rock. clever with it so flag is you you're moving the flag all right that is it uh tatty dragon if you're still watching is there video on your end because there is no video on my end but I will keep going as if there is until she responds. Um, our first article we're going to get into is about Anthem boycotts. People are starting to boycott Anthem, rightfully so, because the game release is just keeps continuing to go downhill. And this comes to you from Forbes.com. Forbes.com by Russell... Let me let me just look instead of trying to remember. By Paul, I'm sorry, Paul Tassie. Says Anthem players are staging a boycott to send a redundant message to BioWare. I'm gonna switch over to article view so you can read along with me if you would like. Says Anthem is in a rough place right now. There we go. There's my video says, Anthem is in a rough place right now with the player base staging a Destiny 
uh, level revolt to protest the state of the game, though far earlier in its life cycle, indicating a challenging road to come. The problem stems from the drop rates of loot in the end game, where masterworks are infrequent and legendaries practically don't exist at all, even though a full legendary set for each class is the current pursuit of all players. This problem has been exacerbated by the fact that twice now some sort of server side glitch has caused the drop rates of this tier of loot to skyrocket for about 5 to 10 hours or so before it was reverted. Both times players have screamed this is what we want it to be like and both times it hasn't been permanent. Bioware has responded to the issue saying that they want to make incremental changes to loot over the next few months which has not been good enough for players many of whom say they will not even be around in a few months if the game stays how it is. I have already given up on the game in my personal endeavor i no longer care to try to do this they just can't get it right no matter how hard they try kind of like my audio feed no matter how much i try it's just one problem after the the other so i kind of feel their pain in a little in a little sense um hoping everything's running well right now my monitor's not even working i can't even tell what's going on i'm kind of running blind here there it goes now it's working all right so i'm going to continue on it says bioware or now players are attempting, nope, I'm sorry. Bioware has responded to the issue saying they want to make incremental changes to loot over the next few months, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Bioware's incremental changes so far have been things like eliminating whites and greens, which is the lowest tier of loot from the loot pool. And blues and purples are just as useless. And legendaries are still dropping once every 10, 20, 40 hours or maybe never for some players. Now players are attempting to stage a boycott of Anthem that is already underway starting yesterday, March 11th, and running through March 15th. The idea is that if the play count drops, it will send a message that dozens of Reddit threads won't. In my personal opinion, they've already sent that message just because so many people have given up on the game. Again, like myself and my roommates who continue to stand by it, they may stand by it, but they still refuse to play it. They haven't played it in over a week, so that's kind of saying a lot more than their words are. Uh, the game has just been nothing but a disaster. I did nothing but anticipate the release of this game just to be let down again and again and again. And from such a beautiful developer like Bioware who has created games like Knights of the Old Republic back in the day. They created Dragon Age, Mass Effect. Um, they had some negative reviews on Mass Effect Andromeda, but in all reality, that game was not that bad. It was probably like a 6 or 7 out of 10, which in a lot of people's minds is a bad game. But to me, no, it's not. That just means it's not a God of War, you know, or anything like that. Okay, so, so far, everything is working perfectly. Cool. Let's keep the ball rolling. Um, the reason I keep doing this show over again uh, also is because we do have the audio version of this show on Apple Podcast Services. Please go subscribe and rate that. But if you want to wait until we actually get everything working properly, then I would understand. But you can find that on Apple and Google Play Services. Our next article we're going to jump into is about Fortnite divorces. <laughs> there is a skyrocketing amount of divorces and this lawyer is trying to blame it all on Fortnite. My personal opinion is that this is a biased opinion. I don't like the way she tries to put the blame on the game. I think the blame should be held with the person who is playing the video games and the wife should also be responsible for trying to if she if you know if she's going to marry me, she knows I'm into video games so she's going to have to make an effort to enjoy something I love just like she would expect me to make the same effort for her. But again, this is from uh, Click on Detroit by Derek Hutchinson. There is a video with a, a news anchor if you would like to hear her tell the story. But if not, I'm going to tell it for you. 
It says marriages struggle and end for many reasons, and the popular video game Fortnite is being blamed for hundreds of divorces around the world. Metro Detroit, uh, Metro Detroit divorce attorney Jessica Wall said she wasn't shocked to hear that at least 200 couples in the United Kingdom filed for divorce last year, citing an addiction to Fortnite and other online games as one of the reasons. The latest numbers are according to the company Divorce Online. I guess they make it easy for you to get a divorce these days and you can just go to a website. That's how high the divorce rate is. It's kind of sad in its own sense. But it says, quote, it's unfortunately breaking up marriages. Games like this, this is probably one of the most popular games to have the effect on a marriage because not only are you spending so much time basically becoming addicting becoming addicted to this game you can play against people from all over the world and i would say like a dating site you already have something in common right you love gaming end quote now this is where i start to disagree i agree with her because yeah you're going to find people you have stuff in common with but at the same time why are you getting married if you don't have anything in common or this you know if this is one of your big passions that shouldn't be a problem like video games are here they are now they are a thing just like you love watching Grey's Anatomy in your downtime I like playing Fortnite or Apex Legends or any other title of my choice so uh, that's again I disagree with this article in a huge sense but I also think it's fascinating that video games are causing a lot of divorces <laughs> I actually have one personal encounter uh, a friend of a friend of a friend who it did cause a problem in their marriage and they're not together anymore and they had a kid together and that kind of sucks but at the same time maybe they should have planned that kid out a little better maybe they should have not had a kid until they realized they weren't for each other or maybe they shouldn't have had a kid until they realized they weren't for each other again just my personal opinion my opinion is just as biased as theirs because I am a gamer and they are not so it's kind of two opinions clashing um I'm going to continue on reading. It says there are over 125 million registered Fortnite players around the world, and according to the games developer Epic Games, it has generated more than $1 billion since it launched in 2017. Quote, when you get married, that's when the honeymoon is over and the work of marriage begins, Dr. Donna Rockwell says, a clinical psychologist. She goes on to say it's so easy over time to fall out of attention with each other if you, are, if, if you add in things like video games with their addictive qualities. Uh, again, this is where I disagree with her. Um, you, uh, like the Grey's Anatomy concept, you know, it's TV's addictive to cooking. If you love cooking, it, it doesn't matter what your hobby is. But if she says she's right when she says the money or the honeymoon is over and now it's time to work, you know, you have to put in work for your marriage. And that goes both ways. That, I mean, it, again, this is very biased. Like if you don't want to watch me play video games and don't expect me to sit down and watch something like Grey's Anatomy with you, you know. This goes both ways, which I'm sure there are some more dramatic cases where the guy doesn't want to watch Grey's Anatomy but does want to play Fortnite, and he doesn't do his part, so why should she? So I can understand a little bit of where they're coming from, but they're trying to put a bad rap on the video game community with this article. I don't really like it. Luckily, it's on a not very well-known <laughs> website. Never heard of Click on Detroit. Sounds like a local news thing going on over up in Detroit or something, but... The article goes on to say, it's surprising when you think about the addictive brain and what happens, Rockwell said. Say whether it's heroin or a video game, stretch stretch of the imagination with that comparison, but whether it's heroin or a video game that you love, your brain is going to get stimulated. The reward center every time you hit or something, your brain is flooded with, she said that weird, the reward center every time you take a hit, I'm assuming, or something, your brain is flooded with reward center chemicals. When that happens, you're going to choose that instead of going to talk to your wife in the kitchen making dinner. Again, a disagreement is you shouldn't be marrying your wife unless you're talking to your wife hits that reward center of your brain. Talking to her should make you happy and just as happy as anything else. To me, that's true love. To me, that is marriage. So 
or she can come and join in the game and she can talk to me while we play the game, you know, or, you know, I don't know. Again, biased opinion to each their own. Uh, continuing on says, I think we're going to see more of it. It's going to become a bigger problem. It's not going to become a lesser problem. We're going to find that it's more popular in the United States as well, because these statistics are coming from the UK, mind you. So and she goes on to say, as the game becomes more and more popular, which I believe it's kind of reached its peak, <laughs> you know, but she says, quote, I would just give a word of caution to anybody else wondering where their spouse is you know, for long periods of time, and then they notice they're in front of a game like that. Try to catch it early so that it doesn't become anything more than just a form of entertainment. Now, the one thing I will agree with her on is if she's talking about people who spend 8 to 10 hours at a time playing these games, no breaks in between other than bathroom breaks and food breaks, that's a little excessive. Now, that I can get behind, that I can understand. If you're in a marriage where your wife doesn't even like you to sit down for two, maybe three hours a day to do something that you enjoy a lot when you've worked your ass off all day and you come home and, you know, you just want to relax. I mean, maybe, maybe again, I don't know. I don't know. That's just my opinion. It doesn't mean much these days. Um, before we get into our next article, though, that is all for that article. Before we get into that, we're going to watch the trailer for The Ark Slinger, which is actually a PlayStation VR game um, on the video game release list. It actually was listed as a PlayStation 4 game, which PlayStation VR is not its own system. It is a PlayStation 4, but I wasn't aware it was a VR game until I watched the trailer. But it looks very fun. It's very much like, I don't remember the name of it, Dino Crisis, I think it was. Maybe it's not Dino Crisis, but it was the old arcade game where you could take the guns out of the holster and you shot at the screen, kind of like Duck Hunt. And, and it's the same thing, except you're in a virtual reality world, which makes it kind of better, in my opinion. But this is the article for Ark Slinger. The Ark. It's been hovering over this planet for as long as light itself has shined. A new threat called gold smoke rose up from greed for ultimate power over the planet. <laughs> Ain't nobody alive can sling like gold smoke. Luckily, there is one real hero that can stop gold smoke's evil plans. They call me Valiant. With Angel Heart here at my side, there aren't any enemies I can't take. I love how the menu is just like any other as I reckon, experience. Gold smokes near and he's got his goons with the item or the things you want to change in the menu. Now I'm coming for your gold smoke. I'm hoping it's still uh, multiplayer so that way if I do go fork out my $300 on PlayStation VR, my roommate can jump in with me just like the arcade game, you know? But I guess it is virtual reality, so they would need their own virtual reality headset. I'm not sure. I'm not really up to date on the whole virtual reality thing. The power of the Ark will be mine! Okay, it's not only on Google Daydream. That's an old trailer, so ignore that wrongful ad. But it is now, I guess it is now available. I used to have a Google Daydream headset. I shouldn't have got rid of that damn thing. Damn, I have to go check eBay and see if I can get a cheap one. Well, I don't have the Google phone that's compatible with it. That's what That was the downfall of it. I had to have a Google, uh, what was it, a Moto Z is what I had, and it was also compatible with the Google Pixel, I'm sh pretty sure. 
But next thing we're going to talk about is the Google GDC teaser. It's a lot less than what I thought it was. I thought we were going to get a video, but it's a simple GIF more than a video in my opinion. And it's just a bunch of different hallways. I didn't get the correlation to video gaming and how it's talking about the streaming service that they're coming out with. But after reading the article, it made sense. These hallways are either sci-fi, like space involved, look like a raceway, hallway, things of that nature. But here, I'll switch you over so you can check this out. Audio listeners, go to twitch.tv slash gettogethergames if you would like to check out the video version of this. Uh, these are all different hallways you're just going through. And again, this is about their... It's a teaser for their release. This is Chaim Gartenberg from TheVerge.com wrote this article. It's a pretty short one, so I'm just going to jump in and get it over with. It says, Google has posted another teaser for its event at the Game Developers Conference next week, inviting people to gather around as the company unveils its vision for the future of gaming. There's actually a controller online if you go look at the schematic for it, and it looks pretty sick. It's like a Xbox One, very Xbox One-ish type looking controller, but it looks a lot more sleek in my opinion. But... Continuing on, it says the company's first announced this event last month with the latest teaser, but the latest teaser puts puts it up front and center on Google's main Twitter account, along with a slick video of a bunch of hallways set in various sci-fi, fantasy, and racing-themed areas that certainly fit the gaming theme. When the teaser, well, while the teaser doesn't tell us much about the Google's vision for gaming, Oh, yeah. Let me try that again. While the teaser doesn't tell us much about what Google's vision of the gaming future is, rumors indicate that the company may be launching its own game streaming service that builds off the work Google has already done with its Project Stream Test. Google is rumored to be formally announcing the public-facing service that will use that tech, possibly even with some hardware to go along with it, as a patent for a controller surface last week. That is the one I was referring to. Additionally, Google's SVP of hardware, Rick Osterlow, has tweeted about this event, which would seem to indicate that the company will be launching some kind of gaming hardware at GDC. And if that wasn't enough, Google has already posted a placeholder page for the announcement on the Google Store, which seems to practically confirm that there will be some sort of physical device that it will be announcing next week. I'm excited to hear about it. I actually saw another article as I... uh, got done failing at the last two attempts to do this show and saw an article, like I said, of the controller and it looks really sleek. They have already, uh, during the test period that they had, they ran uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey very well on a very low hardware, like the the computer they used had very low system requirements. That's not the correct way to say that, but the computer was not a very impressive one and they ran it very smoothly on Google Chrome, which is pretty awesome goes to show you what it's capable of and the fact that you can play it in your browser it just shows you how many devices you're going to be able to play this on you'll be able to just plug it straight into the back of your tv without having a big bulky console there will be no hardware there's no disk drive in other words but i guess that's the correct way to say that but there's no disk drive it's all streaming which is going to eat your internet up and there's this whole big talk in the video game community about everything going diskless and starting to do streaming you know xbox is coming out with their i think it's called the xbox rose or xbox scarlet or something of that matter which is the diskless xbox that they will be coming out with i think they actually announced the name is just going to be xbox one s uh, wireless or diskless or something not very creative like that but there's a big talk about everybody moving towards that but I mean the internet companies are going to either fuck us over or they're going to have to get on board with it because even now 
just downloading games off the network to play is messing me all up. I don't know what kind of data usage streaming uses, but I know I can't even watch 4K Netflix on my TV because of how much data it uses. Like I don't, I can't even get a data cap high enough with my internet provider without having to go into like a business tier, which is expensive as hell, you know? So they, I don't know. It's, it's a, there's a long way to go, but I don't know. There's a lot to figure out in a short amount of time, I should say, because like I said, there are streaming services that are coming out within the next two or three years. So they need to get that together, figure out how they're going to do all that. The next thing we're going to talk about is the division two and it's, amazing launch apparently amazing launch compared to anthems anyways but this is by paul tassie again at forbes switch you back over to article view here i hate this website because it always loads that big bar at the top and then it disappears <laughs> just like that so he says, yesterday I was comfortable declaring the Division 2 the first successful looter launch since Borderlands 2, whereas Diablo 3, Destiny 1 and 2, the Division 1, and now Anthem have all struggled heavily at launch for one reason or another. Either with technical problems, a lack of central content, or not, or not thought out in-game. Sure, the Division 2 could see its servers melt down Friday at official launch, or there could be some issues buried deep in the far-flung in-game. But overall, it feels like a very solid, complete release, a rarity for the uh, genre. It does, it really does feel like Massive took every single lesson learned from the first Division and added it to the Division 2 at launch, and then threw in some new stuff to boot. The problem? The Division 2 launching in a laudable state comes at the absolute worst moment for Anthem. Bioware's Anthem boasts an incredible solid base, a gorgeous world, a good story for this genre at least, and some truly next-level gameplay in terms of how its javelins feel in the wild. It's just a blast, but given that this is a live service game, we're meant to play indefinitely, and the player base has run hard into several walls. The first is loot, which painfully low drop rates have triggered massive player revolts until something is fixed. This problem has been amplified by the fact that an especially cruel bug has dramatically increased the drop rate for a short window of time twice now, only to have it reverted. The second problem is even if loot does end up getting fixed, this is a game that does not offer much content in its endgame. There are only three strongholds, which are closer to a Destiny Strike and, than a raid, that you play on repeat. There is free to play full of oh, there is free play full of random world events, and there are contracts, which are essentially just three of those world events used strung together in a line. It isn't much and short of one promised cataclysm event to come later. It's not clear how much there is in the pipeline. And here you can see an uh, image of the Division 2. Some people walking down the street with their gas masks on and stuff. Again, you can play that now. You just have to go out and buy the gold edition of the Division 2. Now, um, that's all the articles we have here today. Uh, I, again, I got Devil May Cry out here just to kind of reiterate how awesome that game is. I highly recommend you go get that. It's the best Devil May Cry yet. It's exactly what you would expect from Devil May Cry. They don't, you know, I hate when games like this try to change too much. Sometimes it can be for the better, like God of War, or sometimes it can be for the worse. And this is for, uh, you know, neither. It stays the same, stays consistent, and that's what I like in one of most games, you know. 
So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up before I have any more issues that I've been having all day. This is like, again, my fourth time trying to do this same episode. I've probably memorized all of these articles by now. But thanks again for joining. Again, you can catch the show usually on Monday and Wednesday at 11 a.m. If everything is running smoothly, you can get the audio version of this podcast on Apple services and Google Play services. And you can also watch these videos if you did not catch them live on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook. Go check out Get Together Games on Facebook. We had some pretty funny memes. I like to stay relevant in the Facebook community. Again, my name is Josh Saracola. Thank you very much for joining me. And until next time, this is Get Together Games. Get together games, get the get together games where we like to get together and nerd out. Get together games, get the get together games where we like to get together and nerd out.